Chicago aldermen are starting to embark on the once-in-a-decade process of redrawing the city's ward map. Redistricting can influence who gets elected, how communities are represented, and how resources get distributed. But the process is done privately, behind closed doors in a so-called map room. And it may be months before Chicagoans get a peek at the map aldermen have made. WBEZ city government reporter Mariah Wolfel is here to talk about what this process entails. And Mariah, this is kind of a basic question, but why do we have to draw new ward boundaries every 10 years? Yeah, absolutely. Um, A totally fair question. Wards are, by law, supposed to be more or less home to the same number of residents, right? So every 10 years, we get new population numbers. People move, people are born, people die. And so we adjust boundaries to even those things out. So in Chicago this decade, that means about 55,000 people per ward. Okay, so wards have to be home to the same number of people, but we see such wonky-shaped wards sometimes. Why do lines get drawn the way they do? Well, the the lines can get weird, one, because one goal is to make sure that the city council looks like the people it represents, right? So, for instance, if a third of the city is Latino, you may want a third of council members to be Latino. But Latino and other communities are concentrated in different parts, different blocks of the city. So drawing, like, neat and clean boundaries wouldn't, in some areas, lead to majority Latino districts. Um, I spoke to a Democrat graphics expert Jim Lewis. He's a senior researcher at the University of Illinois at Chicago Great Cities Institute about this idea. In in order to, like, preserve the number of African-Americans in the city council, which is emerging as an issue this year, or to gain number like the Latinos want to do, then you are going to have to draw some wards that are not squares or circles. And of course, another huge reason you see these wonky shaped wards, Melba, is that politicians want to draw wards that they're confident they can get reelected in. And Mariah, I just want to turn back to the actual process. What goes on in this mysterious map room at Chicago (laughs) City Hall? Sure. So aldermen say it's equipped with city staff, with a demographer, a map maker, attorneys. Um, groups of neighboring aldermen take turns using special mapping software available. And they also meet as caucuses. So the Black and Latino caucuses, for instance, have their own map makers and attorneys. And then all aldermen start to negotiate with each other. I spoke with former alderman Richard Mell, who led two different remapping processes during his tenure. And he told me a story from 2001 that I I think, does a good job of illustrating this negotiation process. One of the aldermen came in and said, you know, I I have to have this block in because the O'Leary's want me to be their alderman. So we had to carve that block in for her. Um, Mel went on to compare the process to uh, jabbing needles in his eyeballs. <laughs> Other aldermen, Other aldermen said, you laugh, you cry, you sweat. It all happens in the map room. Wow. Well, how can average residents make a difference in this lovely process? <laughs> yeah. Um, well, aldermen I spoke to, they say, of course, to reach out to them. But a group of activists in Chicago, they want residents to take more of a front seat this year. Um, the resident-led Chicago Advisory Redistricting Commission is holding public hearings. They're asking people to help draw their own map. And then that group will be looking for 10 aldermen to support the map they draft. And that's because it only takes takes 10 aldermen to push a competing map forward and then force a referendum 
where voters will get to decide what map they want. Um, so aldermen have until December 1st to prevent that from happening by agreeing on a map and, and passing it through city council. That's WBEZ city government reporter Mariah Wolfel. Thanks, Mariah. Thanks, Melba.